So I am fully aware that this episode will air after the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's murder. However, I feel led to release this today. It's not a long, drawn-out word. But it is a word that is needed in this time and space that we are in. May 25th, 2020, I was in my hometown of Fayette County, West Virginia. I was accomplishing some lifelong dreams of driving through the mountains and visiting family and friends in my truth. I had not come out as transgender, but I had come to myself as I was a woman. I was struggling with the the revelation and thinking I would be losing my family, so I thought that trip was a last hurrah. Boy, was I mistaken. But what ended up being a actually a wonderful trip and a wonderful weekend, a Memorial Day weekend, that actually helped me get off focus of my first love's birthday, which happened to me May 25th. I received several mementos that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And then we started home. The four-hour journey from southern West Virginia to northern South Carolina We thought nothing special happened in the world. Nothing major had happened. And we just went about our day. It was days before I would know the name George Floyd. It was even longer before I would actually see for myself what became his demise. And before I would actually be able to look into the eyes of the police officers that held him down, pressed their knee on his windpipe, and ultimately helped snuff his life away. People always ask me, do I think he was perfect? I do not believe George Floyd was perfect, nor do I believe that he lived his life to be some sort of martyr for humanity and for the for the charge of equality. I think he was a black man who was just trying to survive in the world. I think he was a father who loved his daughter enough to try to be a better person. He was a human who had human experiences. Do I know if he abused or sexually assaulted someone? I don't know. Is it still okay? Do I condone sexual violence against anyone? No, of course not. And if he did do that crime, then I would hope anyone who does the crime of sexual violence against another to pay for their crimes and that justice may be found. 
But that's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is whether or not he did sexual violence to a person earlier or in his life or whether he was even high coked out of his mind as some people say or whether or not he even gave a counterfeit $20 bill there's still speculation whether the bill was fake or real we may never really know the truth depending on what side of the aisle you stand and view from all of that negates the fact that Derek Chauvin and his crew had no right to be the judge, jury, and executioner to a man who was not resisting arrest. At one point in the video, he did. But then he stopped and he said, I will, I will not resist. I'm not resisting. He was still tensed up because it was a tense situation, but he verbally said, I'll get in the van, I'll get in the car, I'll get in the vehicle. I can't breathe. He said it more than 20 times. And the officers had no right to take his life away like that. And to ignore the countless pleas to check on him and continue to keep their knee I'm going to keep it holy continue to keep their knee on his neck for minutes after he was presumably dead I don't just rehash this just because it's the anniversary I rehash this for a specific point I believe all lives matter I myself am a black transgender woman. I am a pastor. I'm a published author. And I am a preacher of 20 years. Pentecostal by denomination. True Pentecost. Free thought. Progressive. By choice and affiliation. And I know what it feels like to be followed around a store and surveilled even this week for being black and I know what it feels like to be followed out of the store by customers and followed to my car for being transgender do all lives really matter I know what it feels like to have people pull away and walk to the other side of the street, to have people think that you're panhandling when you're not, to have people think you're going to shake, shag them or shake them or shake them down or shank them or something when you're simply just trying to get gas. The question is not if all lives matter because all lives really do matter. The question is, do all lives really matter to you? Because the truth is, I am a pro-life person. I do not like abortion. I understand the reasonings behind it. And I understand that it is not my choice to make for, for another 
person or persons. But as for me and my personal beliefs, I am very much, very much for pro-life and giving all life a chance. But to say pro, but to say all lives matter, I have to be pro-life. I also have to be pro-woman. I also have to be pro-white and pro-black. I said it before. I said queer pride does not threaten straight pride because I want you to be prideful in who you are. Black power should not threaten white power or Asian power or Latino power. It shouldn't. Christian power should not threaten Islamic power. I want freedom for all of us in all of our areas, as long as we can be harmonized together in unity. I don't believe we have to have the same mind to mind the same things. And as much as I will cry out for George Floyd, if I saw a white man being gunned down in the street, I would cry out for him. The way that I cry out against police brutality, I cry out against black on black crime, white on black crime, black on white crime, white on white crime, Asian on Asian crime. I cry out for injustice everywhere because injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I believe that when Dr. Martin Luther King said it. So I'm going to end the video because my time is up, but I want you just to ask yourself this week. I know black lives matter. I love, I know all lives matter, but do they matter to me? And if they matter so much, what am I doing to carry on the cause for all lives to matter? Amen. Peace, grace, and love. Whatever you do this week, may you always do it in peace, grace, and love. And may you always speak your obvious. God bless.